Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. to the Lazy Geeks podcast. You're on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Welcome everybody to the official start of the holiday season uh, because Halloween was yesterday. So now to, I guess it clears the way because we forget Thanksgiving entirely and we go right into Christmas. Um, I don't forget Thanksgiving. <laughs> neither do I because that's the yummiest holiday. <laughs> but I think, um, what was it? What was I watching? I can't remember if I was watching Arrow or The Flash. But, you know, you know, as you do, you fast forward through the commercials on the DVR. And I could have sworn I already saw a Christmas commercial, like somebody walking out with boxes and it was snowing outside. I was like, oh, fuck um, you. I fuck went, you. I went to Walmart yesterday to pick up something. And they were so, already clearing the Halloween stuff out and putting Christmas shit up. Oh, fuck yeah. I was at Target yesterday, too. Uh, talk a reason why I was there, but I went. Yeah, I went to Target yesterday too, and like their Halloween stuff was relegated to this little open area, and like the Christmas stuff was filtering out. I saw them. They were the people were even clearing the shelves of the um, Halloween stuff, throwing them on this like massive bins they have in the center, and put up was putting up Christmas ornaments. And they already in the in the animal section, they already had the animal stockings up. Yep, I was like, fuck. They, they, whatever's more profitable, and Christmas is profitable. Oh, man. This it, is when companies recoup all their losses from the year. Yeah. This is, it's good. Pretty soon it's going to be, oh, Valentine's Day is over. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, again, that was a cool New Year's. Christmas time is here. <laughs> Get us fun. <laughs> Get your jump early this year. It's like Christmas it's in July. It's January 3rd. What are you talking about? Give my jump early. Who do you think sat at Christmas in July? It certainly wasn't normal people. Right. July, I'm happy it ain't Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, it's like, yeah, you're thinking, uh, it'd be nice if it was fall, but not Christmas, fall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want the temperature, but I don't want the event. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. Uh, so, 
Uh, recording this on Sunday the 1st, so yesterday was Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Uh, what did you do yesterday for Halloween? Um, we didn't go trick-or-treating because it's just tedious and dumb. And you, <laughs> and you live in a crack area. No, not that. I mean, we go to the we go to the rich area to trick or treat. Um, the ones that give out full candy bars and shit, you know. Yeah, exactly. But no, we we just do a little Halloween party at the house. Everybody was happy, having a good time. Did they dress up uh, all or no? Because <laughs> it's about that life. <laughs> you know what it is? I asked them, "Do you guys want to get costumes?" No, they don't care. My kids don't care about anything. Like they're just like, yeah, no, nah, it's cool. It's, oh, fine. it's good. It's good when it's alone, but you know, not when, you know. What? You know, I go good when they're young, you know, that they're, um, you know, don't care. But when they start not caring about life, you know. Well, no, 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 I do, of course. <laughs> they care about life, asshole. They, they just don't care about, like, my kids are very, um, like, like Hannah, for instance. She's like, uh, why would I need that? I don't need that. Like, she's that kind of attitude. And so are the rest of them. Like, we don't need that. You know, it's called being humble. <laughs> Much unlike most kids nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. No problems. That's good. Yeah, I, um, uh, well, I basically, uh, put out our, our, we have this little, uh, we have this, we had this Christmas bear that it was, it's made of this weird kind of see-through mesh kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, uh, goes different colors. So I put that out and I put our little uh, plastic pumpkin out and gave out candy yesterday um my girlfriend uh came or well heather everybody knows uh, came over yesterday and we were going to uh give out candy and so she came over dressed as uh she had her little witch hat that she had from a few years ago and, um and then i was like fuck i need to get it i should get something because i don't have like a, a ready-made costume right. and, and so i went to target yesterday to go see if i could find anything that was just just simple you know, and uh, that maybe I could just throw on over. And I didn't really see anything. They had, like, you know, life-size Chewbacca outfits. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not wearing that at my house. And I was, like, going somewhere maybe. Even then, there's a stretch. Mm-hmm. But uh, couldn't really find anything. So I went home. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got this pajama set from WonderCon this year. Pulled it out. It's the Star Trek. Uh, it's the original Star Trek uh, shirt. Nice. But, but it's done as it's a pajama set and i go oh yeah it comes with like the black pajama bottom so i rolled up the bottoms i put those on i put the top on because and i was like going sweet i got my costume nice so when i was giving out candy yesterday i had like three or four kids we didn't have a whole lot but we had i had three or four kids like oh i like your shirt <laughs> they're like oh he's got star trek so it was uh it was pretty cool like you know having that so yeah i gave out candy and um we you know, then my brother came up from work and we had like pizza and we we're watching like movies and shit. So it was it was fun. It was kinda chill. Would have liked to have had a little more kids, but you know, don't have very many now. I thought it'd be more because it was a Saturday, but I guess everybody went to the mall or something. They all go to Rich Neighborhoods. I, I got not one trick or treater. Yeah. We didn't even buy candy for the trick or treaters. We bought candy for my kids, but there's there's no point. When you live in a low a low rent they're gone. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they ain't coming to your punk ass apartment. And I prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> fuck these kids. <laughs> anyway. But uh yeah, I mean it was it was well I think it was weird too because like I looked like next door, like the two houses up from well, you, you remember where I live, you know, that there's a corner, then that, that 
there's that little house that you went to that one time thinking it was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were like all like fucking sealed up. My next door neighbors on this other side. Uh, when it started to get dark, I saw somebody walk from the house, close their gate, lock it, <laughs> and walk back in. So I think I was probably like the only house for like a couple of houses that was giving out candy. So I was like, I've noticed people are a lot. There's a lot more people that don't give a fuck about Halloween. Yeah. Like they don't. It's like it's funny because there's so it, to me it seems like there's so many more people that are about it, but at the same time there's a lot more people that don't give a shit. Yeah, which is fine. I mean that's yeah. completely up to them if they. But it just it. it it seemed to be more popular when I was a kid. Like every single house would give you candy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and now it's, it's just like half the neighborhood is dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, and you know where uh, where Heather lives. She lives in an apartment complex, and she said like before she met me and came over here for Halloween, she would get nobody. She would have a little thing of candy, but nobody would go. And, and most people don't go to the apartment complexes. But she was like, yeah, they're like, there's, I don't really see any kids. So when she came here for one Halloween, we had quite a few kids. And she was like, oh, this is cool. So we've been doing it every year. And this year was like, I think there was more than last year, but still kind of low. But it's cool. I mean, I, I like, I, you know, I like giving out candy. So, you know, and then sicking the dogs on them when I don't have candy. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Sick them. Yep. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, last week, uh, CBS finally debuted Supergirl. Now, I know it's been online for like six months, uh, but I refused to watch it until it actually aired. Yeah. S- simply because I just I just thought it was I just thought it seemed fair for that. I didn't want to do like that whole six months and then you know linger on that and bash it and or what have you. And I know quite a few people had seen it. Or I knew of a few people that had already seen it, and some had seen it at uh, Comic Con, and so and a lot of the reviews were like, "Yeah, it was it was all right." Like they weren't negative; they were like, you know, but you know, they're hoping it moves further along uh, as it goes to season. I think a lot of people understood it as, "Okay, it's a pilot." Yeah, you know, and and that's good because normally you get people like, it's shit, it fucking sucks, I hate this thing, you know. Burn it with fucking fire. <laughs> I burn every digital copy that I can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, one, how's that possible? And two, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, but uh, it was done by the same production team that's done the Arrow and um, or Arrow and the Flash, so. Uh, I, what, what you saw too? So what? Mm-hmm. What are? What was your thoughts? Um, it it the the general consensus of the internet I agree with. It was good. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't make me freak the fuck out or anything. But it was <laughs> it was good. Um, I the only negatives, I would have to say, I felt. I know it's a pilot, but I felt it was super rushed. Yeah, like, I did too. They glossed over a lot of stuff. Which okay, fine. Let's just get into it. You know, um, I that was really all the negative I had. Yeah, there's corny stuff in there, but it's a it's a super care. It's 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 Kryptonian. Right. You know, it's gonna be sort of corny. You know, it's just the way it is. Um, I think she looks super cute in that little outfit. <laughs> That's a plus. You know, <laughs> um, I, I I read somebody was like. It's just not believable because she's just really small and she's punching this big dude. It's like, oh, Jesus, do you not know who Supergirl is? 
Okay, if we're going to go by that logic, what about the wasp? I know. It's like, <laughs> I just, I don't get people sometimes. It's, like, it's, it's people, you got to remember too that there's just some people that hate women. That's you know, true. And, and, and that's how it comes off. But that's that's one thing why I, I feel I'm rooting for this show a little bit more. Because I saw my daughters light up a little bit when the commercial came on. You know, stuff like that. Like, there isn't many female superheroes on that have a lot of spotlight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the movies a little bit, yeah. But even the one on the Avengers. Who who's on the Avengers, right? Black Widow? The dark yeah. character with a twisted past. <laughs> like, can't we just have a happy go lucky female? Like she doesn't have And to now we have Scarlet Witch, you know, so Yeah, and she's fucking she's kinda weird. hot, but yeah. She's, <laughs> she's more than kinda hot, but she's kinda <laughs> weird. Um so I think I think Supergirl's gonna be a good show. I think I think it's a show that everybody can watch. Yeah. As long as you're not hypercritical. And they didn't even change the origin up that much. I mean, no. they added some stuff, you well, know, yeah, but Yeah. But I, you know, and that's kind of the thing that I liked about was the fact that they didn't try to I guess the t- appropriate term would be like CBS it up, you know, yeah. uh to make it a little more, you know, palatable for, you know, like the good wife or whatever, you know. Um it <laughs> and uh, what's the city that she's in? I can't remember the city that um, that Supergirl's in. Uh, but it looks an awful lot like downtown LA. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, um, oh, what is the name of that town? God damn it. I hate that. You know? I always forget that she's not in. Um, I, I wrote a review on it on the website. So if you want to check out my review, you can check it out at thelazygeeks.com. But uh, the thing was, is I, I wrote it. And I wrote it with the specific intention of saying that I'm not going to judge this show by the pilot. Because you can't. You can never judge a show by the pilot. Um, was it good enough for me to tune in next week? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, personally, I thought the touch of having the original Supergirl and the uh, Lois and Clark uh, Superman as her human parents was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, even though we didn't really... I, I thought it was a nice nod to that because it's yeah. the same nod that they did to like the Flash, where the Flash's dad was the original Flash from the '90s. I do want to see them again, though. I think we, I think, I think to do fans real service, I think you would need to have them interact with the young Kara again. Um, but uh, it, it, some of the pitfalls for this, and, and this is just in regards to the story, is very much like some of the episodes of the Flash. That a lot of times with the Flash, they fall into the stories of the emotional arcs of the character that the villain ends up becoming like a cheap okay we've ran out of story for this particular we just threw the the bad guy in here and then that's the end of the story where i so i i have felt in the flash has done that a couple of times where i'm like what was the point of that villain yeah and i feel like that will happen with supergirl too yeah and i, I think i think because even they set it up because i'm watching it and i'm and i'm seeing that oh when her pod came out of the Phantom Zone, it pulled the prison in. The and I'm like, yeah, I was like of course it did, you know, because now they have this infinite pool of villains from all across the fucking galaxy. Yeah, I saw that. that I was like, oh, from. well, that was convenient, you know. <laughs> now I do appreciate that they look. It looks like they're trying to create a larger story from that. Right. As we see from uh, the character at the end. Yeah. Um, which. Yeah. yeah, which I appreciate. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, you could have simply just thrown a new villain at me every every week. 
but we're going to do something bigger. Um, I'm on Cinema Blend right now, and Supergirl is averaging roughly 12.9 million viewers during its premiere broadcast, making it Which the number sense. yeah, making it the number one ranked premiere of the new series this fall. Number number one ranked premiere of a new series this fall. But which I mean, which in everyone sense. else's I mean, defense, it's kind of the biggest premiere this fall, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the, so. here's the thing, though, and here's the thing that that I said. Like, of course, it's the biggest premiere, but get back to me in mid December. Yeah, exactly. You know, and how, that's how it always is. Exactly. I mean, it's supposed to be around with Gotham, you know, and all that. But here's some of the things that I I think will be good with this series. It, you know, the the producers behind it did the Arrow and and the Flash. But we also have a new producer who was behind. Um, uh, she did Glee and she did Chuck. Uh, so I think we're going to be able to have a good balance as far as a female character goes. And right. I do agree that, I mean, Arrow is the only one that has ever had uh, kick-ass chicks as far as being uh, able to help, you know, or as villains. And... I mean, they they threw out the Huntress, Black Canary, you mm-hmm. know, the new Speedy, uh, and some other characters that they've had. So they've done really well at keeping, you know, the women in there. But I think having a female-centric show will be helpful for for girls to be able to be like, oh, cool, we can be Superman, you know, Supergirl, and all of that. Uh, just I hope. I mean, to me, the whole aspect of having Jimmy Olsen in there kind of just seemed a little cheap. To me, I, I didn't really see the point of it. Yeah, I didn't really see why they needed to do it. I think it, why was it necessary? It, it it's kind of seemed like a oh hey, it takes place in the Superman universe, but we're not going to ever mention him or show him. You know. Yeah, but you don't need anything to remind people that it takes place in the Superman universe because Supergirl's there. Exactly. Obviously, and, it, it does. And that was one of the things that I thought was a little like, eh, we didn't really need that. Um, and I mean, yes, I get it. She's going to have a love interest. I assumed that would happen. Right. But it doesn't need to be Jimmy fucking Olsen. I know, right. Yeah. Uh, um, his character and um, Callista Flockhart's character as uh, as Grant, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, the Jimmy Olsen's character seemed pointless, and she seemed – I liked her monologue where she, or the speech where she talked about the Supergirl name, you know, uh, which was already a clip that they had released because some people were complaining, why do we have to call it Supergirl? Because that's the fucking title of the property, you dipshits. Uh, yeah. But I liked her speech defending that in in the series, but I really didn't like her character. It was just too two-dimensional. I hope they tone it down a bit in episode two and kind of make it a little more, uh, you know... A little less realistic. Yeah, a little less of a of the two dimensional. I'm better than everybody kind of CEO kind of thing, than you know, than, than what they were playing. But yeah, I mean, um, I I did like the little the little shout out to the '90s uh, Supergirl costume with the bare midriff and the yeah. headband. <laughs> That's actually my favorite um, Supergirl in the comics, not because of what she's wearing. But because of uh, just story wise, I always thought that was the coolest one because she I think she was the first one that was a little younger. Yeah. And I, I liked it when she came out in that costume. I started I was like, oh, nice. You know, it's like I'm not fighting crime <laughs> in this. <laughs> uh, then when she crashed, not wearing a cape. Um, 
but uh, you know, it was it was cool. They always they always have to explain a cape. cape. Yeah, it, because you always have a sizable amount of people that go, "Why the fuck do people wear capes? Does it make any sense?" You know, it's like, no, 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 it does. Let yeah. me show you. Yeah, uh, and so you know, there was there was that. So yeah, I liked a lot of that, and I thought it was. I thought it worked. I thought it was good. Um, I liked her reactions as being like, "Look, this is what I want to do," but at the same time, meeting the resistance behind it and then doubting herself because, yeah, she's not Superman, and also she's living. Up, she has that shadow, you know, of Superman. You know, I'm not as good as him, and then she has to become good as as good as him. So, but I just hope that the if they do when they start having the villain, I don't mind having an episode that just devotes itself to her. We don't have to have a villain in every episode. No, and we I, don't. And I, I think that's sometimes the pitfalls of the Flash is sometimes the villain weak episodes are the ones that they just kind of have to throw a villain in there because they feel that they need to. And I think they really need to just lean off that. But the whole season long story arc that you know we're seeing with uh, with her aunt I, is is a trademark of both shows. You know, because you have. Uh, Damian Black in Arrow right now, and then you have Zoom in The Flash. So yeah, it's it's a trademark with them, which is kind of cool because then it kind of leads to something as opposed to, oh, three episodes left. Who are we gonna? How are we gonna make the season finale? So I think they're kind of borrowing that from like the UK shows, which I always kind of liked. Mm-hmm. The overall villain. Yeah, you have you have the 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 season arc. Yeah, and then the individual arcs, which I think works out good because you you always. If you just had a season arc, it would it'd be very easy to get stale towards the middle. Right. And then if you just had bottle episodes every every time every week, that can get old too because yeah. you're not really invested in it. You can kind of exactly. drop it and drop out. Yeah, you can miss a couple of episodes and then come back and then pick it up and you know. But I I, I do like a season long story arc, um, that kind of leads you somewhere. Yeah. So, all right. Uh. So I'll be tuning in on Monday, checking out the new episode. I have it set up on my DVR. As will I. I have uh, Hulu. That's right. (laughs) Which pissed me off, by the way, with Hulu. Because I upgraded my account to the no commercials. Uh, So it was only a couple more bucks, you know. Four commercials every commercial break. Still? Supergirl. Yeah, I'm like, uh. Wow. Why why is this happening when I'm paying for it? Yeah, because it's... uh, what did they say? Nearly no commercials. Is yeah, because it's a premiere. Yeah. I have to watch commercials. But the funny thing is, I usually only have to watch two commercials a commercial. Break. Oh yeah, I, so I, now I, it's fucking worse. During <laughs> during summer, I actually got off Hulu uh, because there was nothing. You know, all my new shows were over. You know, so I was like, and now they all went up. Then they went all season episodes went up on Netflix. So I was like, yeah. Well, uh, Hulu Hulu's one of those things for me. Like everybody can have a reason for Netflix. Yeah. Hulu, you kind of – you need a reason for it. Like I don't have cable. Right. And then also my wife's um, Spanish shows. Hmm. The telenovelas? Uh, yes, are on, <laughs> are on Hulu. Hulu took full advantage of those. Oh, yeah. So, so I kind of have to have it. Yeah. Well, or she bitches about not having cable. <laughs> <laughs> well, like uh, my brother and I are in the process of um, going to re-up our contract with DirecTV. So at this point, we're up for a new DVR. So we're going to pro- – if we re-up with the DVR, that means we're going to lose a lot of those shows. But a lot of those shows are on either Hulu or Netflix right now. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, we have those, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I told my wife um, once we move, I'm just going to get – I'm going to get cable again. Yeah. Like because I realize like I don't care. 
but you know <laughs> everybody else does and then you have um we we stream but we're using so much data that yeah. almost every company is going to be like dude yeah. like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> right and um we have uh the business account with CenturyLink, so they don't bug me, but they're charging me like one oh nine a month, which is actually kind of surprising because I use well, you use a lot more than I do, but you know I use probably and with the uploading of the shows and our Skype calls and all that stuff, I'm using about you know almost two hundred gigs a month. Yeah, and I I haven't heard you know knock on wood I haven't heard shit for Shinola from Time Warner, so I guess it's because you it's because you're you're using cable. That's why. It's the DSL. They're a little bit oh, more limited okay. yeah, that's true. on uh, on bandwidth, so they they get uppity about it. But yeah, I'm looking at, like I'm, we're gonna need a house phone. We're gonna need internet. We're gonna need TV. So I'm just gonna get Cox. And... Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm not getting any movie channels though. Oh yeah, but yeah, because you you got Netflix for that. So. That's right. Um, and then it's up to a hundred megabits per second download. I'll probably get the best fucking internet. Just so I can have it. <laughs> it's like one twenty a month. Of course, not including tax, yeah. service charges, equipment fees. <laughs> <laughs> when all said and done, it's three fifty a month. Using their space fee, right? Right. <laughs> you know all those other like nonsensical taxes. They charge for the call to set up the service. Right. Fifty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like god damn. <laughs> oh, and you want us to actually set it up? Okay, that's gonna be another two hundred. That's gonna be about. Two G's right there. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like I'm gonna need you to settle right the fuck down. Yeah, see, we need to build a hub right there on your property, so that's, that's right. gonna be an extra ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about you go fuck yourselves? How do we do that? <laughs> so, I bought something yesterday. You? Yeah. Or, uh, or, or did you, you bought something or acquired something? No, I bought it. <laughs> uh, I, my kids. Have I had every intention of buying it. I just ended right. up not buying it and acquiring it. <laughs> My kids have really wanted um, one of these, I call them statue games, but like, you know, Skylanders, Disney's Infinity, and now Lego Dimensions. Now, the one I want is Lego Dimensions, but it's way too fucking expensive I know. because each piece is like a Lego set. But you don't you need know. to buy all the starter, all those extra kits. No, you don't. And, and it's a hundred bucks for the game and that initial starter set. Yeah. Which is why I was like, okay, I'm gonna calm the fuck down a little bit and wait. Yeah. So this so Skylanders I feel is on the way out. Like nobody buys it anymore. Right. Like because Disney Infinity's out. Everybody wants Disney Infinity because of the Disney characters. So I bought uh the Star Wars starter set. Comes with Anakin, Skywalker whatever that chick's name is <laughs> and the uh playset piece and and the base in the game so like yeah we'll see if the kids like it my kids are freaking out over this game i had one kid ask if they could stay home so they could play it tomorrow i'm like are you fucking kidding <laughs> that's like, of a true gamer right there yeah they were so excited so it's pretty dope like you you queue up the game there's a little intro that kind of shows you like a crash course on how to play so basically you have your your characters, your little statues, and you can put two on the base at a time, so it's essentially a two-player game. And then um, you have the set, the set piece, that's the third slot on the pad. And the set piece is like what world you're gonna play in. So there's the ultimate play, the same like toy box, 
where you can build your own world. You can do all kinds of other shit and stuff like that. Or though each of the play pieces will have like a game to play, like levels and missions and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is kind of cool because it's almost like content is always there. Right. You know, so I kind of, I kind of liked it content that way. Because the yeah. same content is like, it's boring. I kind of liked it for that because I was, at first I didn't want to get one of these fucking games because I'm like, I'm just going to have to buy shit all the time. You know, but then I realized, yeah, but they have, okay, so they have the two Star Wars characters. If one day, if one day I buy them uh, $10, like a $20 set that has three characters in it, or even GameStop sells them used, the little characters, they now have like a whole new fucking game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm right. like, okay, well, this kind of, this kind of makes sense. But yeah, there isn't really much more to talk about because I haven't really dived into it too much, but it looks really cool. But if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't buy it. Hmm. So it's cool if you have kids. If you don't have kids, there's there's better games you can play. <laughs> you know, if you like Star Wars, go buy Battlefront or something. This, you don't need to get... <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You, don't you know need... what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they alternate between that and Halo. <laughs> so Odd mix right there. Yeah, you know, well, I have odd kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they have an odd father, so. <laughs> yes, right. But uh, speaking of something that is odd that it exists i hear you purchased the game as well yes i did i actually um i'm as adam knows i tend to be that physical kind of guy you know i I like to buy physical shit still buy physical movies very seldom do i ever buy you know uh digital downloads but i actually got the digital download of transformers devastation um Mm -hmm. It was one of the Adam and I think I mentioned it on the podcast too that you know once I saw this game and I saw the way it was rendered and the way the the graphics looked I needed to get this game. Uh, the fact that I didn't get it on launch is kind of still odd to me. Uh, so well, we didn't really know much about it when it launched, right? And it was from Activision, so you know it, there was yeah. still there was still a that 50, chance of, 50 being, chance, of yeah. it being a, a complete letdown. But so far, you know, the reviews have been pretty have been pretty positive, and a lot of the reviews that I've read that have been positive are fans of the original cartoon, and uh, and you know, Transformers. and it's it's awesome because it has a lot of the the original voice actors, even down to like fucking Bumblebee, uh, and. It was one of those games that I needed. Like like Adam and I said before the show, and I think we said this on the show, there's no re- reason for this game to exist. Nope. It, there, no apps. There, no market for it. There was like, or not a, no market for it, but no like clamoring for we need this kind of game. But once it was announced and released, everybody was like, okay. <laughs> you know, it seemed like, yeah, sure, we'll go ahead and get that. We'll go ahead and play that game. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. The, the controls are a little wonky because... And I mean wonky is in they don't follow the standard kind of codes or the uh, uh, buttons you would normally use. Like, I mean, you have the jump button for the X, but the transform button is R1 and the shoot button is R2, but the aiming button is L1. So it's just a little different from you know what you would normally do and when you're using like shoot and stuff like that uh but it's it's fun i mean i i had a lot of fun playing it and you, the 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 fighting styles were cool where you can transform in mid attack like you can 
race up as your vehicle and then just before release it and transform back into the robot and then do like a, a, a crucial blow attack. Nice. Uh, early on, you team up with Optimus to try to take down Megatron. Um, and you're taking down Devastator and you have combo moves that you can do. And so it's a, it's a lot of fun. I, I just, the graphics were cool and just... You know, it's cheese ball in some instances. You know, the graphics aren't great, but the thing is, is when you re- remember where it came from, it right. fits perfectly in that cell kind of cartoon finish. Um, and and yeah, but I was reading, uh, I can't remember if I was reading it or hearing it on another podcast that um, Hasbro and IDW, which has the comic rights to the to the original '80s series, they're going to ca- kind of create a whole universe starting with the video game mm-hmm. and it's going to move into the comic book storyline and then i think there's another game coming up later that they're going to try to do and incorporate and make it part of a big storyline so they're trying to you know instead of being a one-off game they wanted to kind of make it make a purpose for it so seems pretty cool i've i've played it for probably about an hour into it and i i, I had a lot of fun with it and really enjoying it and I'd been thinking about it for like the longest time. And then finally today it was just like, fuck it. So I got it for the PlayStation four. So it's a lot of fun enjoying it. And, uh, so far I've played as Optimus, Bumblebee, uh, Sideswipe. And, uh, so yeah. And each of them have individual moves. So yeah, it's really cool. Voice acting's great. Especially when you hear Megatron and Optimus kind of go back and forth. Yeah. It's, it looks really cool. See, see, you're a bigger. Um, we were talking about this before. You're a bigger uh, Transformers fan than me, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, it. yeah, so yeah, I definitely want it. But I, I can, I can wait for that twenty dollar copy. <laughs> wait for that Black Friday deal. <laughs> That's right. I can wait for uh, that deals with gold. No. <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I don't think. Um, that's one of those games that the price will drop quickly, not because it sucks. Or anything like that, but because it's it's kind of just a single player experience, right? So people are gonna they're gonna play it and they're gonna trade it in. They're not really gonna worry about it too much, but uh, that's fine with me. Yeah, that's fine with me, Mona me. <laughs> so, um, if you have Xbox Gold, um, you'll probably you probably got the email based on um for you know saying that. Uh, those free games that you get every month will now be backwards compatible with the Xbox One. That is so fucking cool. I know, right? And and um and that's pretty much right now too because uh Dragon Siege three comes out on the fifteenth for games with gold for free for three sixty. Oh, and it, and that's on the backwards compatibility list. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You know, it's fucking cool because it's um you think, oh whatever, they're they're just uh older games. I'm like, fuck you, free is free. You know, and and Dragon Age, uh not Dragon Age, um Dungeon Siege uh three was a was a pretty fun game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean it was it I it's kind of a double edged sword, uh and here's me being Mr. Negative. Because to be honest, this this grouping for November seems a little light you know as far as it is a little light yeah of stuff so the backwards compatibility stuff seems to be kind of a a cool little little extra um but once i saw that i uh i thought you know okay that's cool 
that's way cool. Um, and it, it's good because I'll, I'll get into the story later because this month, you know, it's funny because this month is or this month is going to be the big deal about the whole new Xbox experience. But the one thing that everybody's looking at is backwards compatibility. And that's what this whole thing is, is about. It's them promoting, hey, guess what? You know, those games that you used to get just for the Xbox one. Well, now you can get the Xbox 360 games and play them on your Xbox one because backwards compatibility. Yeah. And and I think well this... the new the new Xbox experience is is or backwards compatibility is tied into that. Yeah, but the the biggest feature of it is is backwards, backwards compatibility. compatibility. And and no one cares about anything else. <laughs> I know. Oh, the dashboard? Fucking I don't even look at the dashboard. What the fuck? I don't care. <laughs> you know, but it's backwards compatibility. Bitches. I'm on the I'm on the dashboard for like 2 seconds to start a game. I, I exactly. <laughs> but uh yeah, so uh that's going to be really really cool. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. Um all right, so last but not least in this random roundtable, which is actually kind of long. It's probably going to be longer than the main show. Um, <laughs> like like always. Like always, yeah. We always end up spending like 30 <laughs> minutes on the deal before we get to that stuff. Um, so I, so I, here's the thing, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a – even though I really have no reason to explain myself to anybody that's listening, um, I'm going to anyway. Uh, so – uh, I have my, I still have my my PlayStation Three, the fatty, old school PlayStation Three, um, and I have it in my room. But the thing is, is that as of as recently, I've realized that I don't really play a whole lot in my room. Like I don't play games in my room. I don't, I, you know, I, I'd rather play the PS4. And it's, I think it's that whole because it's the PS4, the Xbox One. You kind of want to play those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been using my PlayStation Four. Mostly streaming, usually YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, what what have you. But I was my girlfriend's place has I don't know how she lived before before she met me, but um, <laughs> she like had like no technical shit in her house whatsoever. She has this janky router that I need to fix up for her. Um, it's so bad. The router's so bad. Like the the uh, Ethernet cable, literally, if you touch it, it falls out. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, so she, I gave her one of my old or one of our old uh, Blu-ray players that had wireless, um, uh, wireless capabilities. Especially Netflix, uh, the basics. Netflix, um, YouTube stopped because of, um, you know, they don't support old Blu-ray players now, beyond mm-hmm. type, beyond a certain date. So there was a there was a bit of that, um, but uh, so in any case. I decided, well, if I take my PlayStation 3 over to her place, then she'll have access to, you know, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, because Sony, you know, pretty much, you know, they, they kept everything solid with, you know, them. So I was like, okay, then I can take some of my old games over there, because sometimes she likes to sleep a little longer than I do. So then she can sleep, I can get up and pop on a fucking, uh, you know, Last of Us or, you know, one of my old PS3 games on there, Assassin's Creed or what have you and uh, just play that but uh so then i was like well i need something for my room so i i thought about getting a new blu-ray player which had white um wi-fi capability but then i was thinking about it and i thought you know i really just mostly stream i don't really watch movies in my room so I mostly stream shit so i started looking at streaming boxes and now i had the first generation chromecast and one thing and i know everybody's like well, why don't you just get a new chromecast what pissed me off about Google is the fact Steve's that Steve's answer was, "Why don't you mind your own fucking business?" <laughs> After that, um, I said, "I don't like it because Google doesn't support their old shit very long." No, they don't. 
And as you found out with the phone that you got, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and which was new at the time when you got it. Yeah. Um, they don't really support their shit very much. And that bothered me. And then I started looking at that, too. Um, so then, I, you know, my brother has a Roku box and I don't, I'm not really a big fan of the interface. So I ended up looking around and then I ended up going to an Apple TV. And, and I do have Apple products. I do have movies. I do have TV shows that I uh, purchased through iTunes and all that. So then I was like, well, I'm not paying that 129 And I found a review on, um, on The Verge, actually, that gave a, a real honest review, in my opinion. They didn't suck Apple's cock like we normally see in CNET reviews of Apple products, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, I saw Jesus's face. <laughs> CNET, CNET, they act like um, Apple is is truly the Illuminati. <laughs> They're the greatest thing on since sliced fucking bread. I turned it on and Jesus' face merged and became Steve Jobs' face. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was looking at their stuff, and then I was looking at the the sixty nine ninety nine version, which is the older, the older one. And I was looking at it, and I go, well, it just has the apps. And then I thought, well, it's cool because then it could tie iTunes stuff to my account and stuff like that, which I do have. I do have an iPhone, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dumping that iPhone as, as soon as financially feasible. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was looking at it, and you know, and I thought, well, why not I just get an Apple TV? Because that's the one thing I, you you have to admit about Apple is that Apple does support their old shit, and you know, like. People are still fucking using that old, you know, what is it, the old iPhone 3, you know, and and Apple supports their shit. And that's one of the things that I, I started looking at was who supports what. And I'm not getting an Amazon Fire. Fuck that shit. Um, yeah, then yeah. I don't even know why Amazon's trying. Yeah. And so I, I ended up uh, deciding to deal with that. But on my uh, but I ended up finding getting a refurbed. For it's the the goal price for the old Apple TV is sixty nine ninety nine, but I got a refurb for fifty five bucks. Um, looks like it's never even been touched. Uh, super easy to set up. However, go the one thing that I have to admit, I re- and this is with all uh, fucking uh, streaming services, we shouldn't have to have a PC to go ahead and activate everything. Yeah. I mean, when you go in there, Netflix, I get it. Hulu, I get. But when you're putting on fucking Fox or um, or uh, NBC or ABC and all those different ones, you have to go to your box and select your you know, provider and then enter that login. And then you have to have a laptop. And it gets very tiresome. And apparently, even in the new the new one, which all, all the only real thing is it has Siri and gaming apps and i'm sorry but i'm not playing mobile phone apps on my fucking tv yeah i don't i never understood that yeah and so if if you're okay with that and without siri and i've heard and in the review i heard siri is very very limited even more limited than the phone and also if you got that xbox one you get cortana on your tv next year right and we all know who the baddest bitches all right <laughs> let it be known <laughs> so i ended up i set up my apple tv yesterday and uh have been watching it steady through yesterday and today i gotta admit it works great the there the lack there's no lag time really on it uh um uh 1080p on there and the cool thing is it pulls in if you log into your itunes account it actually pulls up my uh podcast library 
which was really cool. So I actually got to listen to our show via my TV, which I thought was just kind of a cool experience. Um, but yeah, it has all the movies that I already purchased and all that stuff. So uh, I was like, okay, I was happy with the purchase, you know, for under 60 bucks, really. Um, so, I mean, I'm not an Apple fanboy. I do have Apple products because I just like that particular product versus some of the other ones out there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so if, if you... If you don't like all the only app that it doesn't have is uh, Amazon Prime. And you know what? I don't have Prime, so I'm okay with that. Uh, mostly I watch YouTube, Netflix, Hulu. Um, I have the uh, some of the other apps, the other TV apps and stuff like that on there. I can't remember some mm-hmm. of them off the bat. but And their YouTube interface is actually really nice. That's the one thing that bothers me with some of the old ones is the apps. The interface is always kind of weird. But uh, yeah, out of all the the things, the the devices that are specifically like streaming boxes like that, I I think Roku was my favorite. Roku just seemed to have everything. It has a lot more. Yeah. Um, but uh, their interface their interface is really simple. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just a bunch of boxes. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, yeah, you know, and it and not to say that Apple's is any better. But it aesthetically, it actually looks kind of nice the way it's all blocked out. You don't have to continue scrolling all the way down to find something. Um, so, you know, I, I I dug it. It was easy for me. And most of the more popular ones are kind of pushed up a little bit. So they're kind of closer to the top. So, yeah, you know, I, I dug it. And, uh, you know, for 69 bucks, you really don't need Siri and you don't need to play games on it. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, I dig it. So. You know, uh, if you need one, it works really well. So, uh, and then it has a, it actually has a USB port in the back of it, which don't know why, but plug in some uh, non, some non Apple videos or something. I don't know. I haven't haven't fucked with that yet, but oh, I will. I haven't fucked with that. I don't fucks with that, homie. <laughs> but I will. Oh, <laughs> I will. <laughs> it will be fucked with. It's all about struggle flakes here. <laughs> uh, all right. So um, I guess uh, let's go into some Take My Money. So in our Take My Money segment, as we do every week. Uh, Gaming deals, baby. That should be our intro. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this week they all come courtesy of GameSpot. We have the link, again, as usual, in our show notes. So you can click there to see all the uh, all the offers. Uh, looking at it right now, we have uh, Amazon has a new Xbox One bundle consisting of Fear, uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition system, Grand Theft Auto Five, and Forza Two for three forty nine. Damn, that's the bundle, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty good. That's a good bundle right there. Yeah. Um, Steam had a holiday uh, Halloween sale going on, offering GTA for forty, Ark Survival Evolve for twenty, The Witcher Three for forty two, and Left for Dead Two for four. Um, let's see mm-hmm. anything else that we had on here. Walmart has their oh, they still have that uh, Xbox. Uh, Xbox One Games of uh, Gears of War bundle with an extra controller and a game of your choice for thirty three forty nine. Uh, it's they say the game, they said the game choices are now more limited with only Destiny: The Taking King, the Legendary Edition, and Madden sixteen currently available. That's kind of weak. 
Hi-Rez is giving away all of the games in the Tribe series, going all the way back to 1984. Jesus. I mean, if you're a fan, that's kind of dope. Right. Uh, Best Buy has an exclusive Fallout 4 bundle that gives a copy of the game. The season pass, normally 30 bucks, and Vault Boy Socks for 85 bucks. <laughs> they, they were talking about that on another podcast I listened to called CADcast. Oh, right, yeah. They were all, you going to go get your socks? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are these assholes talking about? <laughs> uh, PSN has the, I, I'm sure if you have PSN, you already know, but you spend more than 100 bucks on PSN between now and November 3rd, you get a $15 PSN credit. Uh, some PS4 games, let's see, Fallout's 50 bucks for Amazon Prime only. Uh, let's see, anything else cool on here? Uh, God of War 3 Remastered, 29 on Amazon. Um, let's see. Uh, I saw Grand Theft Auto 5, 50 bucks on Amazon. Oh, and Last of Us Remastered, 19 bucks on Amazon. So if you've been waiting for that good deal, there it is. Um, Xbox One, let's see, what do we got here? Um, bu- 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 buy Xbox One at Best Buy, get Halo 5 Spartan Lock Controller for 35 bucks. Nice. Uh, obviously. Nice. Nice. Obviously, the uh, price of the Kinect is cut, by 100 bu- cut to 100 bucks. Yeah, I did an article on that. The this week's deal with gold. Uh, I mean, I know it has to be horror, but most horror games are just fucking lame. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil, fifteen bucks remastered. Slender, the Arrival for five bucks, which is a really stupid game. Costume <laughs> Quest two for five bucks, and Titanfall Deluxe Edition for five bucks, which I was excited about at first, and then I realized no one plays that game. <laughs> I know, and it's I, it's online only. I thought that too, and I was like, oh, Titanfall. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, whatever. Uh, Halo 5 for 50 bucks on Amazon Prime. Yeah, buddy. Uh, let's see. A one-year subscription. Did you say the one-year subscription on eBay? No. Yeah, one-year subscription for Xbox Live Gold on eBay for 34.50. Rare Replay on Amazon, 25 bucks, as well yeah. as Batman Arkham Knight, 39 on Amazon and Walmart. Um, let's see. Mortal Kombat 50. I'm waiting for it to go down more. Me too. Yeah. I'm surprised it's still so fucking high. I know. Um, Tomb Raider Definitive uh, Edition, 15 bucks on the Microsoft Store. If you just got an Xbox, because yeah. we all pretty much own that game now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Forza Horizon 2 is 33 bucks at Walmart. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online. I like uh, Forza game. Horizons 2 is pretty dope. I've seen some stuff on it. Uh, Tamara Unlimited is forty eight in Amazon. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity twelve bucks on Amazon. Sunset Overdrive with the strangest price ever twenty seven fifty four on Amazon. Uh, let's see. Uh, Unity. <laughs> uh, let's see. And the, you can read the re- then it's PC games uh, fifty bucks for or forty bucks for GTA five on Steam. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto Collection, 10 bucks on Steam. Pre-ordering a Steam machine, Steam controller, or Steam Link right now will get you a free. Co- will get you free copies of Rocket League and Portal 2. Orcs Must Die Game of the Year Edition, three dollars and twenty-four cents. Or or Orcs Must Die 2 for three dollars and seventy-four cents. 
Those are pretty good games. I have both of them. Yeah. Watch Dogs, 10 bucks on Amazon and Best Buy. And Ooh, the Grand Theft Auto Collection is 10 bucks. I, I think that's... That. Did you just say that? Yeah. I'm sitting here busy reading it. I'm not even... <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life there. <laughs> uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo's online store has a Wii U bundle with Nintendo Land for 200 bucks. Nintendo Land and Mario 3D World for 225. Legend of Zelda Wind Walker or Wind Waker HD and Nintendo Land for 235. Uh, two Amiibo figures for 22 bucks at Toys R Us. And the Star the Starcraft uh, two battle chest is marked down from 40 to 1950, which comes with Starcraft two Wings of Liberty, Starcraft two Hearts of the Storm expansion. Uh, and a guide. This is obviously because the new expansion expansion is coming out very soon. So definitely, if you want to jump on that, you've missed it. Mario Party 10 for 42 at, on Amazon. And yeah. a lot of these deals are not really making me jump up and down. It's right. kind of it's right before Christmas. There isn't too much going on. Hey, if you have a Vita, 16 gig Vita memory card, 33 bucks on Amazon. 32 gig, uh, 67. So you could be reminded that. Uh, Sony still makes you buy proprietary shit. Yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> a lot cheaper than buying it in the store. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh hey, Dual Dual Shock Four PS4 controller, forty nine bucks on Amazon, fifty bucks at Best Buy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, forty five bucks for the PS4 camera. All right, but you can see the full list by going to the link in the show notes, and uh, and yeah, Just let us know if you're going to pick anything up. So I guess it's time, almost an hour in. Should we uh, get into the news? <laughs> All right. If, <laughs> if, if anyone has a podcast nowadays, it seems that, that the use of iTunes has depreciated in the last several years. Uh, while Apple used to hold the dominance until they took the podcast out of the main iTunes app and put them in their own app, since then, from our experience, iTunes is, um, only brings in a fraction of what is used to. Recode is reporting that Google Play Music will begin delivering podcast content to the masses, especially since Google is taking a decent share of the mobile market. On Tuesday, podcast creators were, were available to upload their content onto Google Play Music, but they, um, but they do not have a launch date except to say in the coming months. Uh, the podcast service will be available on both paid and free versions of music, music, uh, Play Music. The subscription service that uh, removes ads between songs on the music site will not do that on the podcast as um, because a lot of podcasts have ads built into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there ha- there are have been many apps that are trying to bring their podcast content to the masses, but none have the full dominance that Apple had. Uh, however, with Google's resources and their own Android's device, they would be a perfect candidate for content creators to find a new um, to uh, be perfect candidate for content creators to find new shows that have not been heard yet. I'm really surprised it took this long. Yes, it's uh... <laughs> even window. I was it was so funny because I was reading this and I was really like, fuck. Even Windows Phone has a podcast thing. <laughs> and like I have a Windows phone, I love Windows phone, but even I'm sitting there going, "Shit, I have a podcast app <laughs> from Microsoft." Like it's it's because a, a podcast app is not that complicated. Yeah, 
See, Microsoft was smooth about it. Like, they don't have, like, a whole fucking iTunes and providing you all this shit. They basically have the podcast app, and it has it has two things, okay? It has an RSS feed builder. Right. And it has a search engine. <laughs> so you, the search engine is connected to all the podcast, like, searches. Right. And then you just search, and it'll come up, and then you can connect it to your thing, and you're basically just following the RSS feed. <laughs> but the way they lay it out is pretty slick. You know, and and but yeah, I've, I've always wondered why Android didn't jump on that. Which doesn't make sense because they have. I mean, it's Google and it's Android. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? It's like Microsoft with the extensions for Edge. Ooh, too soon. Burn. Was that too soon? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I take a little smoke break real quick. My <laughs> Token smoke. <laughs> all right, so we we all know. Moving right along, we all know how important the original Nintendo Entertainment System was to home gaming. You know that, right, Steve? Oh yeah. Okay, just want to make. By sure. the way, I just want you to know, I do a thing called what I want. Just keeping it real. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> now a uh, video game collector uh, Steve Lynn uh, has shared a document on Twitter, uh, which is actually an original um, press release from Nintendo uh, dating back to 1986. So obviously Nintendo of America or whatever. Right. Um, it reveals a few interesting things. <laughs> One being the the what they consider the chief reason behind the console's popularity among kids in the United States. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of funny to even think about this. Uh, according to the survey, 19% of those whose child asked for the system said the uh, Rob was their primary reason for wanting the console. Now, for those who might not remember, uh, mm-hmm. Rob was the little robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that would, quote-unquote, play... Uh, <laughs> the child, um, and it kind of moved around a little bit and stuff like that. It was really cool, right. you know. But um, I guess nineteen percent of the kids were like, "I need that damn robot." Uh, yeah. Trailing, trailing close behind with seventeen percent. Uh, each were those who cited um, quote quality of graphics and variety of game packs uh, as for why their kids wanted this. That makes more sense. Um, so. It's kind of interesting. You can go to the um, – get the show notes. It's – Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I cl- I'm trying to click on the Twitter thing and it was taking a second. Um, it's on a scale of – they did basically – they call it the Consumer Strategy and Results. And it says, in October of 1985, Nintendo set out to capture New York's attention – with a major television, print, and publicity campaign targeting boys ages 8 to 14. Imagine targeting boys right. ages 8 to 14 and their fathers. No mention of women or girls. Oh, because t- girls don't, don't do that. No, girls were playing with dolls in the 80s. That's right. all they wanted to do. Um, though strategically placed through strategic place media, Nintendo succeeded in selling uh, through nearly 90% of the units placed in retail with many outlets completely out of stock before Christmas. During January and February 1986, an independent research firm followed up with 200 purchasers of the Nintendo Entertainment System and got some pretty exceptional results. So basically all they did was, it says on a scale of 1 to 10, 
how satisfied would you say you are with the Nintendo Entertainment System? So the cool thing is there's two things cool about this. One, it's a little gaming history, you know, something like that. But also, you actually get to see what they do with those scale of 1 to 10 questions. Oh, right. Like any company does. Because I, I was like, how useful is this? So it's like they had the ratings broke down. Ten, it started at 10 and then all the way down. Uh, they've lumped one to four together because let's be honest, <laughs> if, you're, if it's one to four, you're just a shithead. Um, and, then, and then it uh, they broke it into three categories: uh, the percentage of adults that rated that, percentage of kids between seven and eleven, the percentage of teens twelve, um, twelve and up. Now keep in mind, this is 1986. Gaming wasn't that big then. Nintendo was the one that made it this big. Right. So it's just interesting to see. You had um, rating 10, like 34% of adults uh, rated rated a 10. 38% 7 to 11 rated a, rated a 10. 55% of the teenagers rated 10. Zero of anyone rated 1 through 4. Of because course. Nintendo keeps it real. <laughs> and then um, 5 and 6 was 3 adults each and no kids. It, it kind of makes sense when you look at it. And then the other question was, have you recommended this system to your friends or neighbors? Um, yes. Adults, 86%. Kids, 7 to 11, 83%. And teens, 12. Uh, or, I'm sorry, teens, 95%. So basically, to sum this up, so I'm not boring everybody with all these details. Everyone loved the fucking NES. If you go there, it will say reasons to purchase. And um, wait a minute. John asked for it. Oh, see that article I was reading is talking at shit. Of course they are. Because they're all people that grew up on the Xbox 360. No, uh, I read the, I read the report wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it didn't even say Rob on the thing. It said robot. And it was 19% for main reason. Um, child asked for it. So they broke it up with main reason child asked for it. And then reason for purchase. So while 19% of the kids, that was their reason they wanted it. That was only 5% of why they bought it. Um, 26% of why parents bought it was because they were asked for it. 16% bought it because it was new and unique. I don't know. You you have to look at it. It's interesting. But, um, (laughs) cause I'm sitting here getting into it and I'm just boring everybody. (laughs) So. Yeah. And Steve, Steve Lynn is cool to follow on Twitter too. Like he's, he's a big game collector. He's like arcade, arcade box all types of shit but uh yeah you know steve please end my fucking misery and just talk about (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) just trailing on all right so (laughs) during a live stream on monday (laughs) xbox heads uh phil spencer announced that the new revamped xbox one dashboard and xbox 360 backwards compatibility will drop on november 12th once this podcast is released that'll be 10 days away 10 days uh, the update will go out to all Xbox One owners that won't be doing like they did with, uh, you know, Windows 10 and, you know, select people get it first. The new interface, also known as the new Xbox One experience and support of the backwards compatibility, has been available since September as part of the Microsoft Preview Program. Microsoft promises that the new user interface will be faster and improve the ease of use. Not that the interface is that difficult. It looks more like Windows 8 tiles. So I guess as well as a tighter integration with Windows 10. Uh, Microsoft promises that more than 100 Xbox 360 games will be 
playable at launch through backwards compatibility, which is interesting because Sony has had their PlayStation Now up since the beginning of the year, and they only boast about the same amount. So you, you can uh, there's a link in the article that you can see there. Check out the current list of supported games. Obviously, the games, you know, the full list is not, you know, completed, but you can check out. You can get that link to the story in the show notes. They have a few, um, a few classics in there though. Yeah. That like Mass Effect, of course. Of course, but I have that. I have that game too. Still, the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, do that. I saw uh, Ban. I saw Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie, two of them. Yeah. Two um, D or two per- Yeah. Perfect Dark Zero. Um, I'm happy with the Halo Reach because it's the only Halo game I don't have an Xbox One. Mm. Because that they never brought it over with the Master Chief Collection. Um, the original Borderlands. Hold on, let me. Let me... So perfect Dark. Yeah, Alien, Perfect Dark, and Perfect Dark Zero, and then Alien Hominid, HD. I'm trying. What was that fucking? Dude. Oh, Camille. But dude, uh, it's all about Viva Pinata. Done and done, dude. <laughs> no fucking uh, Camille Elements of Power. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good game that I'm a surpri- lot of people. I'm miss. surprised Super Meat Boy is available because I thought that was a uh, a uh, download, a free download, like a month or two ago. For the PlayStation, it was. Oh, was it? Oh, the, was I downloaded it for the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was for that. Zuma. That's a, a lot of people played fucking Zuma. Oh. I didn't, but a lot of people <laughs> did. I'll be the first one. I'll be doing. I'll be doing it. Banjo Kazooie. Viva Pinata is a good one for the kids. I think I have Viva Pinata kicking around here for the <laughs> Xbox. That's what's cool about this backwards compatibility. Oh wait, I got that game, and then yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Oh yeah, motherfucker, I'm gonna play this shit." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I still yeah, because I have the first Mass Effect game. Um, uh, I think I have Mass Effect one and two, and um, I have yeah, I have the disc form right now, so I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So now it's like I have no reason to turn in those games until those games come out, <laughs> right? Or at least the games that I want to continue playing. So, 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 so give us the bad news about Halo. So a little bit of bad news about Halo Five. Let me get the, let me get this uh, jam session done real quick. Cause I'm doing a little dancing. All right. Dancing, dancing. I'm just happy about that backwards compatibility. Is fucking dope. I'm telling uh, you, Microsoft's killing it right now. And, anyway, and, and, and you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, it's just free. Like, hey guys, here you go. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Already bought your shit. Thanks, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost it's almost like um you know a chick fucking you and then she blows you in the morning. <laughs> she didn't have to do it. Right, she didn't have to, but she did but it. But she did it. You know what I mean? And it's appreciated. Anyway, get that R rating real quick. That explicit <laughs> rating. Um, I'm just going to read this article because there's a lot of quotes in it. But uh, the fact that this – so maybe I should say where it's from. It's from GameSpot. Um, the fact that Halo 5 Guardians does not offer split screen has been a much discussed uh, point ever since Microsoft made the announcement earlier this year. In a new interview, uh, Halo franchise development director Frank O'Connor says the blowback from this has been, quote, huge. Um, it has. And, <laughs> end quote. Uh, <laughs> though there are no plans to add split screen to Halo 5 as a patch, it's possible that Halo 6 could introduce the feature. He teased. It's so funny how something that was so in every game is right. now a feature that might right. be added. Um, in an interview with Games Radar, O'Connor said it, it would be technically impossible to add split screen to Halo 5 as a post-release patch. The game's 60 frames per second frame frame rate. Why would you put frame? Whatever. Is partially responsible for this, he said. When 343 made the decision to have Halo 5 run at a locked 60 frames per second, 
the team did so with the understanding that it would create some issues and technical impossibilities for the rest of the game. Quote! Realistically, for Halo 5, it's not something we can just throw in a patch, O'Connor said. Yeah, the, simu- <laughs> the simulation, the game... I know how to do it. You give it to me. I'll do it in a night. <laughs> are, you, are you done? Are you done being a fool? Um, yeah, okay. Okay. The simulation <laughs> the game runs at is 60 frames per second. You've seen how big the vistas is. Uh, you've seen things like the Kraken. And so I'm like, what? I haven't played the game yet. So I read that. I was like, the Kraken. And so on and so on and so on. It's just not feasible for the engine works. The blowback from it has been huge with, within, within reason. So he understands why people are upset. But he also understands too fucking bad, basically. <laughs> Um, O'Connor added that he personally enjoys split screen, but said the number of people who actually play Halo games via local split screen is small relative to the total player base. Another quote, we know what the real numbers are of people who play split screen, and I'm not even going to give them out. But suffice it to say, like most things, there's not a big, there's not, they're not as big as you think they are, he said. Split screen is fun for me too. It's not something that I object to. We would have loved to put it in if we could have. We would have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's just laying it out with. He's just <laughs> like, listen, motherfucker, it ain't happening. Like, you know, I kind of like. like it. It, it, he's he's putting it in a thing we can assess. see. I would have liked to put it in, but I couldn't. Believe me, if I whiskey would, dick. I could. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, whiskey dick is whiskey dick. So all right, there's <laughs> one last. Well, I might as well just finish reading it. Fuck it. Also in the interview, O'Connor teased that Halo 6, which he previously confirmed is undergoing serious real planning. There's always a Halo game being planned. Oh, yeah. Don't let anyone fool you. Could offer split screen. However, nothing has been decided at this stage. Quote, it's certainly a conversation uh, we'll have about the next game, he said. We haven't said split screen is done and we've abandoned it. Making a game is about finding a schedule and a list of priorities and technical features that you can actually achieve and the commitment to 60 frames per second. He really wants you to know this is 60 frames per second. Um, <laughs> how we, many, how many frames per second? 60. 60. We, okay. we knew I wasn't sure if that was, if, if he made that pretty clear or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to finish the quote. We get it, but it's, <laughs> it's 60 frames per second. It's 60 frames per second. But you know what? I don't blame him for that because, and you see this more with PC gamers. God forbid a game is in 60 frames per fucking second. Like, if it drops to 59, yeah. people are freaking out. It's like, motherfucker. You it's fucking even, speed for gamers, you know? You didn't like, even yeah. notice until someone said something. Right. You know, and no, I mean, I fully appreciate that a game is 60 frames per second. I really do. And I've seen gameplay video, and I have a really nice computer monitor. So 60 frames per second actually happens on my monitor. And um, I'm watching gameplay videos of Halo. It's butter fucking smooth. It's just yeah. sexy. But what he's saying is right. Yeah. 60 frames per second is not easy to do. Right. You know, so it's they you're if you're doing split screen, you're asking the game to do it twice. Yeah. You know, and we might need to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Now, it sucks. I agree because I like split screen for my kids. My kids like to play with each other in the house and stuff. But, um, oh, well. Yeah, you know, they'll just play Halo Four or whatever, you know. But yeah, if they really need to, they like Reach. They call all my my son, my five year old son calls all Halos Halo Reach. 
I want to play Halo Reach. I'm like, it's the one Halo I don't have. <laughs> but he calls them all Halo Reach. Actually, I do. You know what? Oh, wait a minute. Did you get in the in the? Uh, I do have Halo Reach. I have a digital copy of Halo Reach on the Xbox 360. And guess who's going to be able to have it on the Xbox One in a week? Yeah, motherfucker. God, I love having an Xbox. Uh, all right. Well. The PC, the window. This uh, actually is coming from one of Polygon. the con- one of the uh, places. Yeah, yeah. This one here is coming from Polygon. Uh, the Windows PC version of Batman: Arkham Knight, it, as promised, is back on Steam. To commemorate the game's relaunch, publisher Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment is giving away a bunch of Batman games and other freebies to anyone who purchased the game, who has already purchased the game, or purchased it through by mid-November. That's before you ask for your refund. Uh, Warner Brothers will be giving away free digital copies of Batman Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and Arkham Origins Blackgate to stream users who bought the PC version of uh, Arkham Knight before 11.59 Pacific Time on November 16, 2015. The, game will be, the games will be added to the Steam users library sometime in December. Uh, WBIE said in a post on Steam. Developer Rocksteady is also working on a community challenge pack that will be given free to owners of Batman Arkham Knight in January 2016. Players who own the PC version of Arkham Knight will get the that add-on pack earlier than console owners will. Now, in a related story, uh, this actually post on Monday, uh, apparently... All is not well with the re-release of Batman Arkham Knight, according to uh, users on Reddit, um, that uh, they're still suffering some issues, frame rate, um, other glitches within the game, and have been voicing their opinions, um, voicing their experiences on that, which led Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment to post a on their Steam page that uh, they're on their um, saddened that you know the game is still not up to par, and will be offering refunds for the game through December 31st. Now these are unconditional refunds, so which means it doesn't matter how long you've played the game or how much of the game you have played, you will return it. Also, you will get a refund with the deals of the DLC packs. However, the stipulation is that um, you can't just get a refund on the DLC packs; you have to get the refund on everything. And they'll give you a refund on the DLC packs as well. But you can't just, oh, well, I'll keep the game, but I want a refund on the DLC packs. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know there's some asshole that's going to Yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, so. I already, I already beat that Harley Quinn, though. Let me, uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't want that one. Let me get that $10. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so apparently PC users are still not having a good time over there. But if you're willing to stick it out, uh, Warner Brothers Interactive says we are continuing to try working to make it better. So whatever, you know what, dude? It's a wash. Yeah, it, I don't even care anymore. Like I, well, one, I have the game on the Xbox One, so I don't really have to care. But I was, <laughs> I was curious, following, like, oh, I wonder, you know, if they're gonna fix it. What actually, what issues were they having? It's been so fucking up in the air. First of all, it's been so long, I forgot about it. Right. And then they started talking about re-releasing, and I'm like, oh, shit, they didn't fix that? Yeah, four months. If I was a PC gamer that who bought that game, I'd be pissed. Oh, yeah. A I'd... refund, a refund w- should have happened before. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous. So. Bitches. Yeah. 
Um, moving along, Nintendo. All over my news today. I know, right? Um, Nintendo. See, this this article comes from IGN, with that fucking what, I, IGN. By the way, <laughs> is pissing me off with these little video clips they put on the top of their articles now. Oh yeah. Because even if you hit pause, it's still gonna play. All right. It's gonna play, and it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Um, Nintendo CEO. And then if you try to minim, uh, if you try to like narrow up the screen, that fucking sidebar Ugh. just has to like block it. Like, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start exclusively not reading IGN. Yeah, now, I've I've stopped that. Especially even just reporting from IGN. I go to IGN and then I go, where's the original source from? Oh, there. I'll just go there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's always from like Kotaku or right. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like well, I'll just cut out the middleman and go there. Right. Um. Nintendo CEO Tatsumi um, Kimishima sure. uh, I'm the shit. predicts big things for both its mobile push and the upcoming NX. Wait a minute. In an interview with uh, Miki via Kotaku, uh, <laughs> Kimishima said he sees potential for, quote, the biggest profits ever, end quote, within three years. Uh, quote again, I don't think the Wii and the DS's sales period is our ceiling, he said. Um, he also explained some specific moves that make him confident in the company's future. He was characteristically tight-lipped about the NX, but did say it offers a totally new experience. Thanks. <laughs> Every fucking Nintendo does that. Yeah. Um, Kimishima, I just like saying that, Kimishima. Kimishima. <laughs> it sounds cool. Uh, talked about how translating its Mitomo uh, mobile app into different languages will help boost its numbers of registered users. Quote, if we localize it into eight languages, we can expand it to over 100 countries. You ever wonder why a lot of stuff is in like eight languages? That's why. <laughs> um, I want to do it as soon as possible. This is because our goal is to increase the number of my Nintendo members. It would be good if we reached 100 or 200 million members. Uh, previously, Nintendo executives have stated that its mobile offerings would be used to promote its console hardware and games, and collecting many more registered users may be a boon to that end. He also explained that the purchasable element will be cosmetic items like outfits, which will have game elements as well. Uh, so basically, Nintendo's doing what everybody else is doing, but it's... um. Has anyone tried me, me Tomo? I haven't. Mm -mm. I it's, haven't. It's uh -uh. their first app, and it's just Mii's, which <laughs> is probably the most boring part of Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Oh, by the way, on a, on a kind of a similar but different vein, are you noticing that? Microsoft kind of seems like they're ignoring their avatar characters. Yeah. They're kind of phasing them out, like, quietly. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. I like my little guy. You yeah. Know? I could care less. Because you can make the dude, but then you can't do anything with him. Right. I know. It's kind of like, well, why not just upload a picture of, you know, my cat and do the same yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> upload a picture of my dick. <laughs> Especially uh, now that people have those wide screens, it might actually fit. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, so, this comes from Ars Technica. 
Sprint yesterday unveiled a $40 per month unlimited data smartphone plan that comes with one gig of high-speed data. <laughs> Yay! Let me read that again. A $40 <laughs> a month unlimited smartphone plan that comes with one gigabyte of high-speed data. But wait, Steve. <laughs> how can it be unlimited if it has a limit? <laughs> Uh, you can use all the data you want, but after the first gigabyte, you will be throttled to lower 2G speeds for the rest of the month. The $40 a month charge also includes unlimited talking and texting, but you'll probably be throttled there too. <laughs> uh, I mean, for, shit, I have that now with AT&T Go. Uh, for $50 per month, customers have 2 gigabytes of high-speed data and slower speeds after that. This is similar to plans offered by T-Mobile US, which sells unlimited data services and throttles customers after they used up their high-end speed allotments. Speed, uh, Sprint is undercutting T-Mobile on the price by $10 a month. However, Sprint's throttled speed are apparently lower than T-Mobile's. I've never heard anybody throttling you to three, 2Gs. You know, I've heard three Gs, but not like two. Come on. No, um, I think AT&T Go does that. Well, AT&T eats their customers, so. Well, no, there's a few prepaid ones. They'll do that. If you go over your thing, it'll be like 2.5. Yeah, but I'm saying that Sprint, I mean, AT&T hates their customer base, so that makes sense. I know. I'm saying other companies, <laughs> not AT&T doing that. Like, I think uh, now I don't want to say anything that has ties to AT&T because I'm trying to prove <laughs> I think um, – while he's trying to look for that. Fuck Sp it. I don't care. ATC sucks. <laughs> uh, while Sprint's uh, announcement didn't define 2G speeds in the context of international roaming, Sprint has defined that it's up to 64 key, pay, uh, key BPS. Uh, T-Mobile defines 2G as up to 128 kbps. Uh, we've asked Sprint to clarify its 2G speed, and we'll provide an update if we get one. Uh, both carriers give customers the option to buy an additional high-speed data after they use their allotments, but there is no autonomic. Uh, but there is no automatic overcharge, uh, overreach charge. Sprint also sells an unlimited high-speed data plan for seventy bucks a month, while T-Mobile offers the same for eighty bucks a month. Neither of these plans are automatically throttled once you go uh, once customers go past some predefined limit. However, both Sprint and T-Mobile reserve the right to throttle unlimited high-speed data customers who use more than 23 gigs per month. This throttling only occurs when users connect to congested cell tower rather than 24 hours a day. Yeah. So never believe the hype, everybody. That's the moral of this story. Unlimited no longer means unlimited. Exactly. Because if you're, I mean, yeah, technically they're not cutting your service, but below 3G speeds is you, they're cutting your service. A lot of shit won't even work. Oh yeah. At that speed, it just it'll time out. Yeah. Because it takes too long. That's right. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I only have 122 megabytes left on my plan. <laughs> uh, this month, so, so I need so I better so I better be careful when I load that picture. <laughs> Maybe just cool it now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying if you can text me, I'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> no more Facebook Messenger. Uh, so this is a little bit of a uh, more serious topic, um, but we all well, we should all know if you're paying attention. Um, I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> There's been a lot of argument back and forth if Voyager 1, which is um, the space probe is the farthest out uh, that humanity's ever sent, 
has actually left the solar system or not. Because once it got to that point, there were some sciences that said we don't things are happening that we didn't expect, you know, because they've all been there. Um, so this little article from Engadget kind of clears it clears it up. So three years ago, the American Geophysical Union said the Voyager One probe left the solar system. NASA, 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 <laughs> NASA, <laughs> NASA quickly said, "Nope, hold your horses, we're not there yet." Then. NASA announced a year later that, yes, Forager 1 really did make it. The debate still rages on in some pockets of the scientific community, but a new study out of the University of New Hampshire just pulled some solar wind out of detractors' sails. Very clever and gadget. Um, see, part of the problem is that researchers expected to see a shift in the orientation of the magnetic field that Voyager was passing through. That shift happened, but it wasn't the shift people were expecting. The direction swung around more than 40 degrees from researchers' best estimates. By pulling data from four different obs observational spacecraft, the team at UNH, that's the University of New Hampshire, just in case you, were, I lost you, seems to have cleared up this issue. But we'll have to back up a little first. The launch of a craft called the Interstellar Boundary Explorer in 2008 revealed the existence of a ribbon of energy and particles now called the Ibex ribbon. Voyager 1 used data from the ribbon to figure out their... Basically, it's a, this was more exciting when I read it to myself. <laughs> um, basically, <laughs> basically um, the, the little probe that could is officially out of the solar system, but it's in like a ribbon of energy that's wrapped around our solar system. Um, within... About a decade, it will be out of that ribbon. And then, so the ribbon of energy is kind of making the fucking readings go really weird. So once it gets out of that, then we'll actually get some, like, what does interstellar space sound like, basically. Probably like a lot of nothing. But mm -hmm. um, I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I, I'm earning the geeks part of our name, okay? <laughs> it's not all video games and, and fucking movies, people. Yeah. Right? It should be. Jesus. It should be, but it isn't. <laughs> <know>, right. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. So, yes, Voyager 1 has left our solar system to become V'ger. And yeah. in, in Star Trek lore, even Gene Roddenberry said this, that uh, V'ger may have started the Borg race. So. Fucking asshole. Yeah. So, yeah. So be ready, because in about two to three hundred years... The Borg will be here. All right. So <laughs> now it's time for a section we'd like to call it. Your, your enthusiasm of that just teetered off like real fast. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this one here, fucking Florida. It's two weeks I've, I've had uh, articles from Florida. And I'll tell you why. Because it's Florida. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with I know, Florida. Right? I know. So I'm going to bury the lead here and go right into yeah. this. This comes from CBS News. Uh, a Florida woman who was issued a driver's license that labeled her as a sex offender by mistake says she plans to file a defamation lawsuit against the county tax collector's office. Tammy Lamasters, 42, said Thursday that she was denied service when she was trying to book a room at a hotel and had endured funny looks from cashiers when cashing checks because of the blue letters at the bottom right corner of her license that said sexual predator. 
Quote, I was afraid to drive my car and I was afraid to get pulled over, said LeMasters, who works at a restaurant as a restaurant trainer and is a mother of three teenagers. I was afraid for, of my kids being in the car. She was already filed a notice of intent to sue the Lake County Tax Collector's Office near Orlando. The office serves as an agent for the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles in issuing driver's license. She went to the tax collector's office Thursday, accompanied by her attorney and television cameras, to get a new license almost three weeks after she first noticed the mistake. The manager of the office where LeMasters got her license attributed the mistake to human error. Quote, we said we fully understand the embarrassment she faced, but these are humans doing a human job, said Mark O'Keefe, the manager. People make, can make mistakes, and we find them and move swiftly to correct them. When drivers get new licenses, uh, they are told by workers in the tax collector's office to double-check that everything on the ID is accurate, O'Keefe So it's said. just thinking. Uh, um, according to O'Keefe, LeMasters called the office four days after discovering the mistake and was told to come back right away and the problem can be fixed. If you misspell Main Street on a driver's license or put the wrong initial in the name, people uh, are back in here in a half an hour, if not the next day, to have it corrected, O'Keefe said. Both O'Keefe and LeMasters' attorney theorized that the mistake was made when the wrong drop-down box was checked on the computer. The... Uh, the motor vehicle agency software is being is being updated and one of the changes being proposed includes adding a pop-up window that would like to ask workers issuing the license whether they are sure they what they're that they're clicking sexual predator lamaster <laughs> said that she didn't notice the mistake until several days after getting the new license uh she had to go to traffic court for a ticket and noticed the judge and bailiff studying the uh license quizzically Afterwards, she was at the store. She noticed the sexual predator label on her license and immediately had tears in her eyes. Her attorney, John Phillips, said he knew uh, of two similar instances in Florida, including a Jacksonville case in which he represented a legally blind man who sued the Duval County Tax Collector's Office. Quote, it, reminded, it reminds me of the Scarlet Letter, said Phillips, referring to the 19th century literature classic about a woman ostracized for having a child out of wedlock. Uh, this is the worst thing you can call a person. Okay, a little <laughs> stretch there, but you know, this it's thing. like the Scarlet Letter. I think it's a Are little worse than that. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, oh. On the uh, we have the link to it, and in actuality, the sexual predator thing doesn't really stand out that much. Um, to be honest, who fucking cares? Like, just go get it fixed. It was an error, a clerical error. Like, just—it's not like you were being fucking tied and feathered for four days. Well, it could have been, you know, if, so, if it came across the wrong person, that could have that could have turned ugly. But at the same time, it's like that's a hell of a mistake to make. Like in in certain instances, even Windows tells you when you want to delete a file. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, and mm. it, in a lot of instances, especially when you're dealing with people, you know, and I deal with you know legal charges and some of that. You always have. Are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you? Yeah, my systems at work do that too. You know, are you sure you want to put this on there? Then you kind of look and go, "Oh shit, wait, whoops." <laughs> oh wait a minute, <laughs> let's calm down a little bit. But you know, and hearing about incompetence at a DMV is really—I mean, <laughs> no, not, not exactly. Yeah, I'm not really shocked. But yeah, that's funny. But I think it's funny too that she didn't. The thing... I'm looking at a picture of her ID. She didn't notice that, dude. Like. That's pretty obvious. Sexual predator right there in the corner. 
Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, I mean, most times, I mean, it, like a LA, like a Los Angeles driver's license has so many things on there. It's hard to tell sometimes. But um, in another article that I had read, uh, she actually wasn't suing them for money. She was suing them to fix this process because of the, you know, they mentioned the three other cases that were of the same thing. So, oh, well, that's different. Yeah. If she's just suing just from the fix, they should fix it right away. Yeah. Shouldn't even be a situation, but whatever. But DMV it, is fucking stupid. The DMV is one of those places that no one likes to go. Right. You know, it's just dumb. You know who else is dumb? Who else is dumb? People in ISIL. <laughs> It's called um, ISIS, like yeah. they're supposed to. A militant. A militant. <laughs> a dude from <laughs> Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant, which is what ISIL stands for. I don't know what Levant is, but <laughs> it's ISIL. Right. Um, invited the destruction of his unit's headquarters in Syria after uploading a selfie to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, is this Islamic State of Iraq and Le- Levant, but they're in Syria. Like, that kind of reminds me of – there's this church here, which is like the Korean Presbyterian Tempe church, but it's in Chandler. Like, <laughs> it just – like, get your name shit right. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> They've blown up so much shit. They don't remember where they are. Intelli- <laughs> intelligence specialists – not the Koreans, the uh, <laughs> ISIL. <laughs> just want to clarify sure they that. Clarified that. Not the not the Presbyterian Koreans. They haven't blown up any that I know of. I mean, I don't know. Well, um, in uh, in Twenty One Jump Street, hey, Vietnamese Jesus ain't got time for your shit. <laughs> he's got he's got he's got Vietnamese problems or something like that. Oh my God! Intelligence specialists in Florida <laughs> were able to identify the man's precise location and conduct a successful airstrike in less than 24 hours, <laughs> according to reports quoting U.S. Air Force General Hawk Car- Carlos. It would be funny if they just did a Google image search. <laughs> uh, quote, the airmen are well, – It was a Bing image search. <laughs> I use Bing every day. Don't, don't start talking shit. <laughs> Damn <it. laughs> The airmen are combing through social media and they see um, – some moron standing at this command, uh, Jen Carlis, Carlisley said, I think, General Jen, <laughs> um, <laughs> quote, and in some social media open forum bragging about command and control capabilities for Daesh, uh, ISIL, and those guys go, ah, we got an in. Form a sentence, dude. He's a little too excited. Yeah. Um, so they do some work, long story short, about 22 hours later, uh, Though that very <laughs> right through that very building, uh, three uh, JDAMs take that entire building out. So they they drop bombs on it. Um, <laughs> so I'm not I'm not too into weapons and shit. So I don't know. Uh, through social media, it was a post. Though through social media, it was a post on social media. But I can't read his quotes anymore. Listen, <laughs> um, here we go. On Thursday, the U.S. led. Coalition said it had conducted 17 airstrikes across the two countries over a 24-hour period, hitting tactical units near Hashki and Raqqa and Ramada, um, as well as vehicles, weapons, and and evacuators. So basically, long story short, (laughs) and the the link, of course, is in the show notes. The picture... If you scroll, because when you the where's the article coming from? The Telegraph. If you scroll down a little bit, 
you'll see the picture. And he's doing that thug life pose too. Like he's squatted down and shit. He's staring at the camera. Like, yeah. Um, you can tell this dude is either Western European or American. He has to be. Oh, yeah. Because he, he has to shine in his little selfie, doesn't he? <laughs> um, but, well, fuck it. He, they deserve it, I guess. You yeah. know? Because they're, they're dickheads. Moral of, the, think... moral of the story? Selfies can kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, if you're in a group um, that is so pussy that they never show their face. Right. There might be a reason that they don't take selfies. Because exactly. everyone wants to kill them. So, <laughs> you know, there's another picture on Telegraph article where they're walking down the street and they're, they have their little flag and they have their 1970s era AK-47s <laughs> and they're so proud, but none of them are showing, showing their, their face. face. Oh, yeah. Bunch of pussies. American soldiers be walking down there like, hey, they got the fresh cut. Hey, hey everybody know them, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, man. Whatever. That's just funny. That's like, this serves you right, dude. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Car- ain't Karma, motherfucker? <laughs> you and you. You both get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those uh, Russian bought AK-47s didn't help when the missiles came in that building. Right. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> The U.S. is like, you both can smoke. The ISIS dude next to him was like, what did I do? It don't matter. <laughs> is that your boy? Is that your boy? <laughs> what I do? It don't matter. <laughs> it don't even fucking matter. We represent smart tech. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, ISIS is funny. <laughs> Not really, but, you know, this story is. It's funny when they get so up like that. It's like, like oh, dude. The only reason this group has any clout is because they, they exist in an area of the world where education is kind of an afterthought. <laughs> you know, because if, if no, a group... Education tra- is an illusion. Yeah, if a group like them tried to start in Europe or in America, people would be laughing. And if they got their... If they shot one person, they'd all be fucking killed. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking local sheriff would come in and shoot them all in the head. And it's funny because, it, like, this kind of thing happened in, like, the deep south. Like, everybody, you know, who's packing, <laughs> it would end before it began. I know. So. Like, I have a gun, so you have to listen to me. Motherfucker, we all got guns. Sit your <laughs> punk ass down. And we, we all shot. <laughs> we, got, we all got them aimed at your head. So I'm either going to finish this beer or I'm going to shoot you, then finish this beer. Which one you got? This- I'm either going to drink this beer or it's going to turn into a hold my beer. You understand? <laughs> uh, American, American from the South, he wouldn't even need a gun. He'd probably just have a, I have a hammer. I'm going to knock you the fuck out. I know. Put that gun down. <laughs> killed, him, killed him before he even got a shot off. There's some uh, good boys down there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Now they'll be like, oh, we're going to, no, we're not going to kill you right away. <laughs> we're going to entertain <laughs> ourselves for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right we want to thank you guys for checking out this episode and a great thanks to everybody who checks us out weekly if you want to do that just subscribe to the podcast on itunes stitcher or any podcast player of your choice by the way we want to thank uh all the people that downloaded the show in uh for october we had a massive increase almost 100 percent increase over the previous month so Thank you guys for checking out the the past shows and and giving all those shows some love. So we hope we can we can keep it going. 
And uh, because of that, that's the reason why we're here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And of course, now I got people yelling outside my door. They're really excited, too. Exactly. And that's why they're yelling like <laughs> morons. Um, leave us some comments is, is basically what I'm asking, fellas and ladies and anything in between. <laughs> iTunes, Stitchers. Um, our super fan, yeah. Orville Fetus, asked where we prefer comments. Oh, quite frankly, I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, if you leave them on iTunes, I will never see them. Uh, Steve will probably see them. I'll see uh, them. But, but if you do leave them on iTunes, the more comments we get on iTunes, the higher our rankings get. That's so, true. So leave so, them on iTunes. Um, I'll fucking – I'll go to the iTunes website. How about that? <laughs> just so I can see them. Um, Stitcher? I don't, yeah. No. Just leave comments. Yeah. Like, fuck it. You know, comment where you want to comment. It's America. Exactly. You know what I mean? Get the freedom to choose. It's That's one of the right. amendments, I think, where you can leave comments right. anywhere you want. I can't remember which amendment it is. Because truth be told, I don't know why I'm bullshitting about I won't see it. I don't see a comment until Steve texts me and says there's a comment. <laughs> to be honest like Cause, I, I usually cause that's how it. that's how invested adam is in the no it's not about being invested it's about um yeah i guess <laughs> exactly no, I... <laughs> I don't know I, he sees it first i don't know i don't i don't lot, because a lot of them i i get the notification emails yeah and i don't usually go read the articles i wrote i don't read them either i just i just see the notifications yeah he gets the notifications people i don't hmm. Because that's how invested I am. Because <laughs> he set it up that way so he can he can look like he's over here shining. Right? I'm in shackles. <laughs> Social media. We have a Facebook page, Google Plus. Shackles. I, <laughs> Periscope, Twitter, Instagram, and the new Shackles app. Uh, <laughs> you just going to see me with shackles looking all sad. Uh, you can find them by searching the Lazy Geeks one word or check out the website for links for a lot of those sites. And then, of course, um, feedback. Shackles. <laughs> shackles. Uh, feed, some feedback. Uh, if you have suggestions or concerns or ideas, or you just want to chit-chat, whatever. You can hit us up on any one of those social media hubs. You can also go to any one of the places that you peruse our <laughs> many and high-quality episodes. Or you can send us an email at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Motherfucker. Because we're all about that struggle flakes. That struggle flakes. Dude, I want to, <laughs> you know what I want to do? I want to see if I can print like a cereal box. I'll put some cornflakes in it or something. <laughs> it just says struggle. struggle flakes. You can even, even for Cheerios, we struggle O's. <laughs> <laughs> and if you get, um, you should change the lazy geeks, uh, you know, the motto after the lazy geeks. <laughs> Cause the struggle is real, <laughs> but then make it, you know what though? Cause it's struggle. Right. Make the box be plain white <laughs> and just have black lettering. <laughs> struggle O's, and then there's just a picture of an O right there. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Instead of life stereo, it's like struggle life <laughs> or life struggle. Struggle, struggle Krispies. <laughs> um, <laughs> <So> struggle tricks. <laughs> struggle, struggle wheat instead of shredded wheat. Honey bunches of struggle. <laughs> Honey bunches of struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Kid tested, struggle approved, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, 
<laughs> struggle grams. <laughs> By the way, all of these cereals are different shapes. They taste exactly the same. Like wet cardboard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to think of another one. I don't know. I just really want to think of another one. Struggle charms. Marsh- the marshmallows are actually just different colors of styrofoam, and you have to spit them out. It's literally no, it's the literally that popcorn, the ship <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's the struggle's real, and these cereals need to be okay. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so that is it for this edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. <laughs> This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.